0: Hey there, everybody. I'm Tim Yuma, and you're listening to Job Search Guide on localjobnetwork.com radio. Job Search Guide calls on the knowledge and experience of experts to deliver the tools and strategies necessary to land that next great position. Most times we are talking about a topic and covering more of a broad area, but we're looking to really hone in on some of these ideas with more depth and details. So we're going to go into the job interview and dissect a common question that most of you will likely receive. Why should we choose you over the other candidates? Our expert on this area today is Mike Perry, the president of Zarka Financial in Ohio. Mike has been a hiring manager for over 30 years and has used that experience to provide job search and career coaching for clients of Zarka Financial. He's actually also a regular speaker on many job seeker topics, and he does write a popular blog called In the Business of You. Mike, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, definitely. Our pleasure to have you on, and uh, I'm very happy that you were interested in covering this type of topic. As I said, usually we're more fanned out with what we're discussing, but really honing in on this question. And the first thing that comes to mind when an interviewer asks, well, why should we choose you over these other candidates? What is the purpose of that question exactly?
1: Well, I tell you, in the the screening process, and, and oftentimes the feedback I continue to get from hiring managers in my own experience is this. You might still start today with anywhere from a couple hundred to a few hundred resumes coming in for any one application. Mm -hmm. Those go into this this big funnel, and out of the bottom of it drops maybe 15 to 25 people who get a phone screen, and that's for people who are actually, you know, companies who are actually doing phone screens. Sure. From that, some HR generalist or interviewer or recruiter is doing the phone screen or a, a Skype interview and really narrowing that down to four or six people that physically sit in front of a hiring manager or the interviewing panel, which of course is also becoming more popular. So really, this is such a critical question, Tim. If you don't separate yourself very quickly in the resume and in some other areas that I think we'll get into this after you know today, uh, your, your resume isn't going to make it isn't going to get you even a phone screen. Sure. And that's why this is so critical. And that's why it's it's part of their screening process.
0: Mm-hmm. When this question is brought up, I mean, of course, we don't really know who the other candidates are. Is this in any way a question that's geared toward maybe seeing if you would go negative with it? Or is it something where, hey, I could ask, well, I don't know, tell me about the other candidates. I mean, what's sort of the give and take with what they're looking for compared to those other candidates? Again, I think the phrasing of that question is interesting.
1: I believe, and the, again, the input I get from the folks in my network who are anywhere from business owners of small companies to people who are in charge of global recruiting for Fortune 100 companies, they're telling me basically the same thing. It isn't so much for you to say something negative about the others, but here's your opportunity, candidate, to tell me why, and something very simple, mm-hmm. start telling me why you're going to make the hiring manager looks terrific and like a <laughs> genius for bringing you in. And with the assumption that all candidates, and even though, Tim, this is not true, but the assumption with the question is, hey, I, uh, candidate, pretend that all the other candidates have an equal set of skills as you. Right. What differentiates you from everyone else? Now, candidates understand, Tim, that this just isn't the case. Mm-hmm. But You've got to handle it that way. So it isn't so much, and I don't think hiring managers want you to go in trying to bash other candidates. Number one, you don't really know any other candidates. Right. So it, it's, it's all in your court, and you've got to start. You know, I always tell people when I, when I do presentations, job ser- a job search is the ultimate reality show. <laughs> and, and what that really means uh, to me and to the candidates should be this. There's a whole lot of people dropped on the island in the beginning. And you're the only one who wants to be left on the island at the end, right? Right. And so what you want to do on those reality shows, they have challenges, they have little games they play. And basically, to me, the interviews, the resume, what they see on LinkedIn, those are all the challenges in in this, the job search reality show. And you've got to get the rest of the candidates, in a sense, kicked off the island Mm -hmm. or voted out so that you're the only one left standing. And, and when i bring it across this way i think people i think people are so attached to these reality shows they kind of get it right that i've really got to position myself as as the one that truly that ideal candidate so i think that's really why the the question is phrased in that way and they want a positive response right tell me why you're better basically as opposed to why everyone else is is worse hmm.
0: I, yeah i like that perspective there uh, just to give people an idea of where to maybe frame their way of thinking when they're going into the interview there for yourself, would you think it's important to focus on anything in particular? And I asked that in terms of a skill versus maybe your personality um, or even something related to the company. I mean, is there a best way to answer that, or is it going to depend on what exactly you're looking to uh, apply for here?
1: Well, and you hit it right there at the end of that question. What you want to do and what's going to really immediately, and this should this should already start in your resume, but here you are in the interview. Your resume gets you into the interview. Mm-hmm. Something about your resume interested me enough to get you in that interview. Now, here's your chance to basically extrapolate on that. Whatever it is I liked about you that got you into that four or six people that's sitting in front of me, here you know, I've kind of laid out the carpet for you. Here's your chance to tell me a couple things. Again, why? I'm going to make you look like a genius for hiring me. And basically, you're going to do this by telling me a couple things. And, and most people are familiar with using these star stories or, you know, there's other acronyms for that. It's star, SOAR, par. It's basically the same thing. Specific examples which show how you have incorporated the skills that I've defined in the job description, how you've applied them in specific situations Those situations really that should be reflective of the environment that you want to get into in my company, what were the results and why are those results outstanding? Mm. So here again, you're grabbing onto this opportunity, your research into this company from their website, Googling the news, uh, looking on LinkedIn to see who's already hired there and, and what their profiles look like. You know, what a great amount of resources we have as you prepare for these interviews it helps you formulate the answers to these questions mm-hmm. it's all about fit tim let's say that i've down to three candidates and they're all i mean i'm splitting hairs right they they seem like they're a good fit with the team they they look like you know they seem to have all the same skills i'm going to really pull the person in and they might have less skills let's say on a 1 to 10 scale than that next guy but if they're a better fit, if I can visualize that they're going to help the team members around them, that team I drop them into, if I bring them on board, if they're going to help that, those team members all be better because of them being part of the team, that's more than likely the individual that I'm bringing on board. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to settle for a, a lesser degree of skills, but a higher degree of fit. Because if you don't fit, Tim, you could be the smartest most skilled individual in the world, and if you're like nails on a chalkboard to my team, you, you're not going to last very long, are you?
0: No, probably not. And that that does fit exactly with other people we've talked with, and you know the experiences we've had here is that fit and how skills can be you know added and improved upon. But it's it's a, kind of that personality, those fits, as you mentioned, that really does play a factor. So I think that does give our listeners idea of of what possibly to focus on a little bit more to help them out with that question. At the same time, when you hear a question like, you know, why would we choose you over these other candidates? Of course, you're going to be talking about yourself. Does it matter to you if you're hearing a lot of uh, maybe some doubt or uncertainty? So maybe saying things like, well, I think I bring this or maybe I can do that. Does that bring up a red flag for you at all?
1: Yes, it does. And that's a great point, Tim. And I'll tell you, one of the things that I think is so critical for the the, the job seeker in these situations is to portray no matter what they say, if it's not delivered with, with the body language uh, and the verbalization that communicates self-confidence, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sitting here as a hiring manager and to your point, you know, I'm out, uh, I'm basically listening for those red flags, the, the, those cautions that say, I think, well, it should be, well, maybe it could be. no, if you're that confident in yourself, it's going to be. I've made this work, and I'm going to bring that success to your company. You know, we're looking for people that are going to hit the ground running. And quite honestly, if I don't get that impression from you, most businesses, uh, certainly hiring managers I speak to all the time, they no longer have a year or more to train people. Right. You're talking about weeks, maybe months, to be to be fully trained. And many of these positions pretty much are saying, well, if I brought you in, you know, you should kind of be throwing that touchdown pass right away. Sure. I can't wait years for you to get there. We no longer have that luxury. So the more confident you are in the way you deliver that message and what you're going to bring to the table, the more comfortable I am that, you You know, maybe you're that ideal candidate. Maybe you're the one. And frankly, you always got to ask yourself this as a candidate from a self you know, from a self-confidence perspective, if you don't believe in yourself, then why would you expect a hiring manager to believe in you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and if you don't deliver your story with some passion and, and, to make, and some credibility that helps to add credibility, then I'm probably going to go on to the next candidate. So you're absolutely right, Tim. It's the way you deliver that message, positive body language. Making sure you 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 have some voice inflection, you know you can you can wave your arms around a little bit, show me that you're passionate and excited, you know I don't know how much interviewing you've done, but I know that all the people that I've interviewed, a very small percentage, come in and are actually very self confident and positive about what they can do. Most candidates are very very nervous when they walk in, and unfortunately they don't really do a, a very good job of portraying themselves as that go-getting game potential game changer that I'm looking for?
0: I think that makes a ton of sense, and for our listeners to be able to hear that and understand that. Uh, to your point, you're really nitpicking with these candidates. Uh, you know, when you're down to two, three, four people, and those small things that we might not even notice, the hiring manager is going to pick up on, and that could be the tiebreaker, so to speak.
1: Tim, there's a. I tell people all the time when I'm helping, you know, when when I'm coaching someone and helping them get ready for an interview. I'm telling them, you know, a lot of times, and, and and on the surface, so so hear me out, on the surface, this is going to sound terrible, but hiring managers often, and the deeper they get into the interview process, so interview two, three, or four, which is not uncommon today to go that far, I'm starting to maybe not hear every word you say, but I'm looking at the way you're delivering the message, and I'm starting to visualize you sitting in front of my best prospect or my best client or my boss or the CEO or the company owner, and I'm starting to think this thought, if I bring in Tim, is he going to, am I going to be super proud of that? Are people going to pat me on the back for that, or am I going to be embarrassed? And so I'm starting to see how you're handling yourself. And although, yes, you always have to make sure that your delivery is well-spoken and very professional, I'm not listening to every word. I am watching you deliver the message because that's what you're going to do for me when you come on and the honeymoon's over. Mm-hmm. You know, when we get down to the reality check of, hey, you've been here two weeks or a month, what are we doing? I want people coming up and pat me on the back and saying, Mike, great hire. Boy, that Tim, he's, he's just changing everything we're doing. This is great. Thanks for bringing him on board. And that's the kind of thing I have to start seeing when you're in the late stages of these interviews.
0: On the flip side of things, you may not get that job because of one thing you say or do. Who knows? Maybe you might because that tiebreaker mentality. In your mind, is there something that someone can say, maybe the worst response possible to that question of why choose you over other candidates that would eliminate them or, or essentially put them at the bottom of the barrel? I mean, is there anything you can think of or any way they could answer that, that it would essentially eliminate them from that? Candidacy.
1: as I mentioned before, Tim, I, I think the things that well, I know for myself and other people that I've spoken to, what they don't want to hear is negativity. Right. They don't. They don't want any. As as a lot of people have used the verbiage with me, they don't want negative energy, hmm. because their their our greatest fear is if that's your mindset that you're 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 against this or they're bad because that's going to translate. When you come on board. And unfortunately, what that starts to tell us is that you're not accountable. When you start pointing the finger at others, even though you think, you know, hey, maybe they want me to kind of, you know, in a sense, bash the other candidates and why they're not good, no. Why are you better? And the moment you tread over that line of negativity, most hiring managers, if they see any kind of a pattern there, they're probably going to drop you like, you know, the proverbial hot potato.
0: I think That's important for job seekers, again, to hear that side of it, um, just to make sure that you stay away from those waters, so to speak, and make sure that you're focusing on those positives. Mike, it's been a pleasure being able to talk about this and, uh, and looking to wrap up a little bit. What would be those final pieces of advice you would want to throw out there just in general um, for any of our job seekers who are going into that interview? And maybe they have some concerns about how they can answer that question of being the better candidate versus uh, who, who, you know, the other people that are being interviewed.
1: Well, I, I think it all comes down to this ultimately. All the things that I've said before about why are you going to make me look great and how are you going to make my group go from good to great? There's one basic question that the job seeker has to answer starting in the resume and absolutely in the interview. And it's, it's, it's this. I put people through, and everybody can do this, a little exercise. Everyone knows what a bell curve is. And on the left side of the bell curve, our performance are the poor performers. The middle is that big glut of people who are satisfactory. And, you know, they're there for a job and maybe the health insurance. And then you start to get to the right side of that bell curve, the the people who are good, solid performers, above average and outstanding. Well, if your job as a hiring manager depended on hiring a game changer, someone's going to really knock the socks off the people around them, then here's what I need you to answer. Put in uh, the homework for folks, your listeners is this, draw that bell curve, put on the right side, you know, good, above average, outstanding, and then draw an X on that line where you are, you the candidate, based on you, what your colleagues have said, what your peers have said, what your supervisors have said in, in their performance evaluations, and then answer this one question, very simple, and answer it every time you speak, Why? Why are you on that line uh, and, and that area of the bell curve? Why are you on that right side? Why should I pick you? Why are you going to make me go from good to great? Because, Tim, it, it, here's what's going to happen. If I pick Tim to be my candidate out of, let's say, 250 applicants, guess what my boss is going to say to me? He's going to say, well, who, who are you thinking of bringing in? Well, we're going to bring in this Tim. And guess what that person's going to ask me? They're going to have one big question for me. Why? Why are you bringing Tim in? So I've got to have a why as a hiring manager, and I get that why from you. So if anything, your listeners walk away from this interview today is this. You've always got to make sure your why is clear. And that'll do a whole lot to get you at the top of that short list of who they believe is the ideal candidate.
0: All right. With that, we will close out this edition of Job Search Guide and our examination of the interview question, why should we hire you over the other candidates? And giving us his experience perspective today has been Mike Perry, the president of Zarka Financial in Ohio. Mike, thanks again for giving us a little bit of a deeper look into this question and hopefully how job seekers can look to answer it best.
1: Great, Tim. And thanks so much again for having me on today.
0: And of course, as always, we want to hear from the listeners as well, give us their ideas. So please send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. If you have any comments or suggestions for any of our podcasts on LJN Radio, that's where we'll be able to hear about them. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.